for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. This this episode's going to start a lot more. This is basically the ending of last episode, but episode 98, J. Brad Swag, where I tell all about my time at North Dakota after talking with some of the haters from the forum website when I was there that kind of got curious about me. Went a long time. That's probably the longest solo episode I've ever done. Almost two hours. And that one also has the power rankings. So at least if you are curious about the power rankings, go back out, go back and check out that episode because we'll see if you made it. So we're just going to get right into this one. Um, I don't know. Technically episode 99. I guess I'm cheating a little bit to get closer to episode 100 doing two episodes in a day, basically, after this, probably about two and a half hours of talking to this camera. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, again, check out last episode for the power rankings. As always, this episode is brought to you by myself at livingforaliving.live. Got the new Irish green hoodie that's out and available. And, yeah. Whoa, I talked a lot on that last one. But I got some things, some good news, some bad news, some new news for this one that I thought uh, maybe I could just save it for next episode next week. But it's all kind of um, time-sensitive stuff that's happened in the last week. And by if I wait for another week, it'll be old news by then. So let's just jump right into it. And first and foremost, the update on old Neil Young and Spotify battle. Spotify surprisingly sided with Mr. Rogan. Couldn't believe that was going to happen. But there's also been a thing that's come out in the last week regarding Neil Young and the company now that owns 50% of his music and his catalog. They've, they've owned it for a while now. But that company, it's called BlackRock, I believe. Could be getting that wrong. They, doesn't really matter what they're called. But the person that's involved and a higher up in that company that bought their stuff used to be a higher up on the board of Pfizer. So it's just kind of like, it just makes you question Was it the decision of Neil Young to do this? Or was it the decision of the company that owns half of his music to take it off? Because the guy who's involved in that music company used to also, and probably still has some Pfizer stock and a little bit of knowledge to the company. They have that in there. So it just makes you wonder. And now all of a sudden there's... Basically, if you haven't been relevant in the music scene or uh, radio scene or whatever scene you're in, all you have to do nowadays to get a little bit of relevancy and 10 minutes of fame again is talk shit about Joe Rogan and say Spotify needs to censor him. Because 
fucking Harry and Meghan have came out. Who who fucking cares about those royal cunts? <laughs> you know? Well, I've never used the word cunt before. That shit felt good. But like, who cares what they think? Like, w- at least with some celebrities, like at least with Kim Kardashian, she had to get fucked in order for us to care about her. Like what Henry or Harry and Meghan, Harry just was born into the royal fucking retards and Meghan just married him. And that's why we care about him. They're like the definition of a useless celebrity. And ever since that they left the royalties and da-da-da-da-da and moved to have their own life, no one fucking cares about them anymore. So they were probably like, oh, we should, uh, let's talk shit about Rogan. Someone will talk about us. Someone will care about us in the media. So they came out. There's been some Joni Mitchell or something to come out. I don't know. Like, what's his name? Neil Young. I don't know their music. I don't think many people do. The people that know of their music probably don't use listen to it on Spotify. And the people who are on Spotify don't know of their music. So they're beating around the wrong bush. Although, I will say, I, I heard, I think, this maybe could be different. But Spotify, Spotify may be slowly caving to these political correct comrades because I guess they said now Rogan episodes will include warning labels and links to government approved material on any COVID content. And honestly, I hope that Spotify cancels him and takes Rogan off of their thing because they'll end up having to pay him most of that $100 million, And then it'll make Rogan get on like Elon Musk of podcasting shit and create his own network that will ultimately be a good thing for freedom of speech in the long run. It's kind of it'll kind of be like a one step backwards for two step forwards kind of thing. So deep down I'm kind of hoping that while it'll be fucked up and probably a a big uh, in small small focus be a bad thing for society if that does happen. But big picture, it could be something really beneficial. Um, it's like, you know, he gets he gets accused of spreading misinformation. Where I just love hearing these people that condemn him and talk about his podcast. Because you can tell he's never even listened to him. Because I'll be honest, I don't love Rogan as a human I love it. I really respect him as a podcaster. He's an inspiration that way. But he's kind of dumb sometimes. I mean, he'll be the first to admit he's dumb is the thing. And that's why I respect him. He's himself. And that's what I really like. But I don't agree with a lot of the shit he says or how he goes about conversations at times. But I like his whole thing. Like you're not going to agree with everything everyone says all the time. And just because you like someone doesn't mean you have to agree with them. And just because you dislike someone doesn't mean you have to disagree with them. Like we've, we've gotten into this like binary thing amongst the world of non-binaries 
that just doesn't make sense. It's so weird to me that it's ironically a lot of the people who don't like Rogan and like will uh, 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 are the pink haired non-binary people who everything's flowing and it doesn't have a definition uh, uh, yet in situations like this their views are 100% binary it's just the it's uh, it's kind of comical really it goes back to America being a Saturday Night Live skit is it would be hard to make up some of this stuff that goes on. But it's like, you know, if if Rogan is accused of sp- spreading misinformation, then what is mainstream media accused of? At least with Rogan, he'll go back and admit that he fucked up or that he was wrong or he'll address something. Mainstream media has never said they were wrong on anything. Ever. And I haven't quoted this one in a while, but you can go back and look up Fox News versus Jane Acker. I think I'm saying the name right. And basically it happened in about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. The overall consensus of the um, court hearing, what's that fucking called? The determination was that the news can knowingly lie to people. You can look it up yourself, but that's what it is. So it's been upheld in court, and that's the the standard of it, that the news can knowingly lie. They can knowingly spread misinformation. Rogan might spread misinformation at times. He might speak out of turn, out of knowledge, but it's not that he's knowingly doing it. He's just being himself. So if, if we're going to get on people who spread misinformation, we got to start with the news first and foremost because they're knowingly doing it. Ah, uh, That one felt good. On the, on the we're going to go, like I said, this is kind of the ending of what was going to be la- the episode 97 or 98. And so I'm getting just right into COVID and finish stuff. It's pretty much all this episode's going to be. So on the COVID note, I have a, a idea that I just came to the realization of maybe five hours ago. And it's a slight different direction than some of the COVID stuff I've talked about already. But after doing a little bit of introspection about how the last two years has affected me, I think a big reason, I've mentioned it at times on here, but a big reason I've been angry deep down and and just feeling something that I couldn't really explain at times was in regards to what's been going on because ultimately I feel COVID has changed me. As much as I'd like to say it didn't, I think it has. And I hate that change that has occurred. I, uh, I know change is good. Change is constant. Those are all things I agree with. If you don't want to, if you got to change the world, you got to change yourself, yada, yada, yada. I believe in all those things. I think they're great. The reason that I hate it is because I think that the change that has occurred in me isn't 
helping change the world in a better way. If anything, it's a negative. It's a detriment to making things better. And what I'm talking about is I've always prided myself on not judging a book by its cover and trying to be sympathetic and taking people as they are, no matter what they look like, where they come from, all those things, trying to be able to put myself into people's shoes and relate, even if I don't fully understand. I've, always, I've felt like I've been good at that throughout my life. But I have to admit, when I now see someone driving in their car alone or walking in the forest with no one around them, wearing a mask, or even just being on the sidewalk and like walking in the city, like saying Quopio is a city is a little bit of a stretch, but like walking in the city alone with the mask on. or having a profile picture with a mask on, I I can't help but judge them and think less of them and in my mind think that there's probably not really any hope for them to critically think on too many topics revolving life. You know, if... if and those thoughts and me being that way, I kind of hate myself for because deep down, that's like not what I want to be at all. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe they can super critically thick think. And in the end, I'm going to be the one who's, you know, whatever. But I just can't help but think like, man, they are an indoctrinated idiot. And I don't really care to know them. I don't really want to hear what their story is. Like the whole thing that I said I prided myself. I am 100% judging them by their cover. Giving very little sympathy. Not trying to walk in their shoes. And so because of that, I feel much less like myself. And so because of that, that makes me angry. Luckily, as I said, things can change. And so while I have changed to become this, I also then have hope that I can change to not become this or become not this. But it's just, uh, I've, I've mentioned it very little, but I just, overall, the last couple of years, I've just been angry. And I didn't know exactly at what. My favorite podcaster, Theo Vaughn, has kind of said the same things. Maybe I'll say that to him. See if he relates. But every time he would say that, I would be like, dude, I fucking relate. I don't know why. But that's why I relate, is I don't know why I'm angry. So 
I just wanted to kind of confess that. Um, I know I try to be positive, glass half full, um, all those things, but that's just a real thought and something that I'm working to overcome and will have to work to overcome. So I just wanted to be honest and put that out there. Maybe, maybe someone else relates because I just realized it today pretty much. Maybe yesterday, I forget. But I was like, damn, maybe that's why you're angry, bro. And I got to admit, it feels better admitting it. feels better saying it out loud. Because now I know and I can be a little bit more aware of it. I really became aware of it when I was crossing the street the other day in a not busy part of town at all. And the girl next to me was wearing a mask. And I just thought to myself, I, I caught myself thinking, you know, like a lot of times we, we have thoughts and we don't, we're not even aware of the thoughts, but I caught myself like, what a fucking idiot. And really like thinking less of this lady. And then I caught myself thinking that and I thought, damn, bro, that's pretty fucked up of you. You don't know her. You don't know anything about her. I thought I thought you were all about not judging a book by its cover. That's not very like that. And so the rest of that walk home, I just was like really, really rolling that around the old dome piece. And so I, I just wanted to share. <laughs> hmm. Moving forward. And well, I mean, still on the COVID subject is a couple, couple things that kind of regarding this mental health idea and issue, this is a different, different avenue, but same neighborhood, is I just saw a thing, like an article, a study, whatever, that said Washington State, which is my home state, is one of the nine states where the death of despairs, deaths of despair, exceed COVID deaths since the start of the pandemic. And a death of despair is defined as fatalities from overdoses, alcohol use, and suicide. And so I relate those with mental health issues and, and depression and, and those kind of things that, you know, I... I Last January or February when I was here in Finland, it was probably the most I've ever drank in my entire life. Um, I've never been a huge drinker, but it was just like a tough time. Whether it, There are multiple reasons not putting all the blame on like lockdowns and shit like that. Because actually, there wasn't lockdowns at the time. And this year, 2022, had more lockdowns than last year, 2021, which makes no fucking sense to me. But go figure and so while I don't you know I you know I've smoked weed I haven't smoked weed much over the last two three three years I stopped smoking before the pandemic started but then the, pretty much every lockdown I've been in except for this one not technically a lockdown I can still go to the gym and stuff but during the lockdown in Barcelona and then the lockdown in Czech Republic there was like a week or maybe 10 days where I just got high all day, every day. Because it was like this 
familiar, this comfortable familiarity that even though it was a little bit depressing, it was just familiar. And it, I, I think I've talked about it before. Like when you smoke weed all day, every day, you kind of time travel. Even if, whether if you're doing nothing, you're just watching Netflix and just hanging out at home, it makes the day go by really fucking fast because you kind of just live by the joint that you're going to smoke. Okay, I'm high for two, three hours. I'll smoke another. You just think about it that way. But then even if you're out doing stuff, you know, if you're working a normal job and like nine to five, you get home at five, you smoke a blunt. It's just like that five hours just like till you fall asleep just as like it just goes. And so um, I don't know. I just I bring up that that Washington State deaths of despair thing because, man, that that's probably also a, a cause of my anger. Because that gets completely like ignored in this pandemic thing is it's like, yeah, I know people have died from it and I know it's a serious thing, but so is life in general and people have been affected by it so many different ways. You know, there's a stat for like every percent of unemployment, every, every percent unemployment goes up. So does the rate of suicide normally. And it's like those type of things just get completely swept under the rug. And I just, you know, think about the kids having to wear a mask all day in school and like what this is doing to people's minds that are adults, but also as kids. I just, it makes me angry to think about even when this thing is over, whenever that may be, after our 73rd booster shot how it'll still be fucking with people and how many people have been affected and and died long-term because of what's happened around and because of the situation. So, you know, it, it's just like, it's scary for me. And that's also, I think, a thing that adds to my anger is as someone, I, I don't by any means think I'm depressed. I'm not anxious. Uh, those, those type of words and attributes, I, I've been, I've had moments of depression. I've felt depressed at times. I've felt anxious at times. And I'm not trying to like discredit uh, depression or anxiety and those things like that. I know people struggle with it a lot and I know it's a real thing and that kind of stuff. But I, it's just my personal belief that once you admit and and take that character trait as something that you have then you own it and so while someone may this is again just my own thoughts while someone may be have times where they are depressed a lot i would in my mind, it's better to phrase it that way than to say, I have depression. Because it's like with depression, with anxiety, like once you have that shit, it's going to be hard to give it back. You never heard anyone, you haven't really heard too many people say, yeah, I had it, but I gave it back. I got rid of it. And so, 
I don't, I don't mean to like slight anybody who is suffering from those kind of things. Cause that's not, I'm like fully, fully sympathetic with you. And I, I feel for you and all those kind of things. It's just how my brain thinks about it because I've had moments where I've been in some dark, dark holes, man. Pretty semi-regularly. Um, Damn, I didn't think I was going to get it. You know, I I I remember in Vasa when I was there and going through that shit, which like looking back now reflecting probably making exaggerating, making it much bigger deal than it was at the time. But at the time like I was fucked up mentally. And I can remember being there and I would just walk around to get out of the house. And thinking while I'm walking around, like, I hope a car hits me. Like, so this can be over. And actually, I, the only reason I remembered that is because, or said that is because I remembered that almost around the same time as I had that idea that I just explained for how COVID has changed my mindset regarding people. And I was like, damn, because like right now, I'm looking out for cars. I'm not trying to get hit by a fucking car, bro. I'm trying to be here. You feel me? But at the moment, in Va- at that moment in Vasa, like I literally was like, yo, I hope a car doesn't see me. And so I'm not trying to be, uh, don't feel sorry for me, please, because I'm all good now. I'm just trying to say that I understand from my own perspective, the ideas of depression and those and dark thoughts and those kind of things. So I don't want to make light of them. I just hope that sharing the thing about owning the depression and anxiety can maybe change how someone thinks. And again, at the end of the day, I'm just fucking talking to myself. I'm hoping it. I remember to think about that shit, you know? So yeah, that's that. Um, kind of, one little thing in the news from good old North America is, man, that Canada trucker convoy, huh, boy? Dude, Canada, Canadian truckers, those dudes are really doing it, eh? And they ain't even saying sorry. I love how Trudeau came out and was like, yeah, it's just a small fringe community of people that feel this way. It's like, bro, it's like 50 kilometers worth of trucks. And I loved Elon Elon Musk's tweet was like, I think the small fringe community is the government. <laughs> Elon Musk is fucking great now, bro. I mean, I think he might create robots that end the world. No, actually, I don't. He wants to do the Neuralink thing, which is also basically making humans robots at some point. But man, his Twitter game is fucking phenomenal. It's just, and like with Elon doing this stuff, it's so much more fun now to talk shit about COVID and talk shit about governments and talk shit about the establishments because with people like him doing it, it's so much more hard to smear you as like a shitty human being for doing it. I mean, I'm sure people are still trying to smear him as a shitty human being, but it's kind of hard to like say a guy like him who has created Tesla, all these things, you know, when he claps back at, uh, like, the whoever tweeted that 2% of his worth could end world hunger, 
And he's like, all right, well, send me the numbers. And if it lines up and it's really true, then here, I'll give you the money. I don't think they ever messaged him after that. <laughs> like, that shit's fun. Um, my last kind of thing, well, one, yeah, last thing on, on old COVID is it would uh, just another red flag that would go up that would normally alarm people if they were thinking at all about it. But the FDA is like acting now on behalf of Pfizer and the FDA has asked the courts to delay the first 55,000 pages of the, uh, like reports of the vax. It's like first they wanted to try and get it so it wasn't released until 2055 or 2075 or something. I think 75 or maybe 2095. I don't know. I know it was like over 50 years they wanted to wait to release the data on it and the findings that they had. And so to me, it's like, again, according to my logic, it's just... If you're trying to make something sound safe and it is safe, you wouldn't then want the data to be released after a majority of the people who have taken it are already dead from old age. No? I don't know. But even though there's some things that are scary like that, there's also a lot of hope coming up. I, uh, I still have as much hope as I ever have that we are at the end of this shit. I'm sure, I, or I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if all of a sudden fucking, what's after Omicron, LMNOP, Phi, the Phi strain comes out, Pi Phi. Oh, sororities and fraternities would be fucking hyped on that strain. I wouldn't be surprised if that one came out and all of a sudden that one was super deadly. And so we had to do this shit all over again. But it seems like the end is near. With right now we have the Nordics leading the way with Denmark, Norway. I think they, they've lifted all restrictions as of today or as of yesterday, February 1st. Finland has announced that all restrictions will be lifted throughout February And I think the, the, the prime minister of Norway, no, 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 I'm sorry. The prime minister of Denmark said that COVID is no longer socially critical. You know, it's, it's governments are even starting to come out and say it's like the flu. It's like a cold. So, which I know it's been forgotten and ignored, but people used to die from the flu and from the cold before COVID. I know that seems impossible and like it never happened, but that still happened. Kids, here, now I'm going to give you some fear porn. A lot of kids every year used to die from the flu before COVID. And I'm not trying to make a joke of it, but it's that idea seem to be lost over these last few years. So even though it is just like the flu and just like the cold, some people are saying, that still means some people will die because death is kind of this thing that happens during life. 
But I am happy because it appears that Finland is getting back to some common sense. They announced this week that all restrictions will be lifted throughout February. And the first article that I read about it kind of made no sense, like everything. I think it affects more Helsinki area than it does where I am in Kuopio now. But it said like, uh, yeah... Restaurants will be open till be able to stay open till nine, but places that serve alcohol will still have to close at six. And the wording of it is just so strange. It says like the Vax Pass thing won't be required, and by doing it, well, let me just read it. All right, so starting on Tuesday, February 1st, establishments that primarily serve food will be allowed to stay open until 9 p.m. In Quopio, before that, it was 8 p.m. But establishments that mainly serve alcoholic beverages will still be required to stop alcohol sales at 5 and shut down by 6. Restaurants will be able to retain the right to require COVID passes from customers as a condition of admission. On the other hand, use of the passes will not exempt restaurants from restrictions on alcohol sales and opening hours, at least until mid-February. So I don't know if it, what. So it's like they can still. I think before the reason, only reason from what my understanding to check a COVID pass was so that you could stay open later and maybe serve alcohol later. So now they're saying they still have the right to do it. But there's no reason to do it. But starting on Tuesday, regulations at Finland's borders for passengers arriving from Schengen areas as well as non-Schengen EU member states will be lifted. So I guess that means that you don't have to show a test when you come in or show a vax pass when you come in. I don't know. Anyway, it's a step in the right direction. And then hopefully it means by the end of February, I'm just going to go out on a limb and be safe by guessing that. We're going to be back at the bar. <laughs> because I have to admit, I am looking forward to that first night or that first weekend where the bars are open till at least midnight. But it, when bars are open till four again, watch the fuck out. Because people are pent up and they don't really need an excuse to get fucked up here in Finland to start. But after not being able to do it for I don't know how long, two, three months now, it's going to be a party. You just know that. And I'm pretty stoked because right before I left last year in fall, a bar here in Quopio opened up called Lasku. That was probably one of the better places I've been in Finland. Kind of like a retro 90s played actually decent music. Cool on the inside. All that shit. So you don't find me in there fucking gigging. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, dude, that'll be fun. That'll be super fun. 
Oh, I didn't even talk about this. To start. Well, I kind of talked about it last episode, but as you notice, this is coming from a new location. I just moved apartments. I've now lived pretty much everywhere downtown in, in Quopio. Got my own studio spot, which feels nice. It was nice living with Aunt. It, it wasn't like a, a, a breakup for us to leave each other. It was just kind of how with the import situation and the numbers um, worked out. And so there'd be someone needing to live alone. And as the older guy that has been living alone his whole career, I kind of got that nod. Um, but it, it feels good to be in my own space again. Aunt was a really great roommate and super clean. But again, I've lived alone for the last like four years, five years, where it's like even if you have a really good roommate, it's still having a roommate and it's still someone energetically and someone in your space, even if they're really great, which he was. And so it just kind of felt good. I'm still getting a little moved in and settled. It just kind of feels good to just like truly have my space. My space. wonder if that's how that website started. But yeah, this apartment is really weird for a Finnish apartment because first and foremost, I have a real shower. I don't have that bullshit where there's just a curtain that goes around a, a square in the bathroom. So that way when you finish showering, there's water all over the fucking floor. And then you have to do the squeegee thing, which never fucking works. And meanwhile, the, the, the square of the curtain is always so fucking small that the curtain is always like touching you and on you. And I hate that. So here I have an actual real glass shower with like doors that close and you have enough space. And I was like, oh my God, I, this, is, this is luxury. But also unlike most Finnish apartments, I don't have the drying rack above the sink. And I don't understand how that happened because this is an old apartment and that seemed, maybe it's so old that that drying rack thing hadn't been invented yet. But I, the, that drying rack is something that I've just come to know and accept so much here in Finland that not having it truly disappoints me. And I was like almost flabbergasted. How don't I have one? What am I going to do? So I need to go buy one of those little racks that you put on the table. But it just shows you can't have it all. You know, sometimes you got a nice apartment, good location, rents up the ass. Sometimes you got a shower, but no drying rack. You can't have it all. It's all about give and take. Couldn't find the right words. I need to shut up because I've talked so much today. All right, let's see, my last, oh, yeah, and then on the note of moving into a new place, I've also met my neighbor here, literally first day as I'm moving in, my next door neighbor came out of her, uh, or actually she was coming in the door, this little old lady that's so sweet and so cute. 
And she said something to me in Finnish. And most of the people her age don't speak very good English. So I was like, damn, you know, like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Finnish. And she, oh, okay. Are, are you the new neighbor? I said, yeah. I was so excited. I'm Joey. She's Ava. Nice to meet you. Um, where are you from? Where from are you? I said, uh, United States. Oh, okay, nice. Super smiley, wanted to talk. And just left me with a good fucking vibe. And then at one point, uh, I was outside in the hallway again and in passing, pass her again. And she goes, oh, um, downstairs are the washers and dryers and there's a locker for stuff. I can, I can show you how it works. And I was like, damn, that's just so sweet of you. And that, like, I know there's some Finnish people out there who have lived in the same apartment for a decade and literally have never seen the person that lives next to him, never talked to the person who lives next to him. That's not how I like to be. And so to meet the next door neighbor, and she was just so cute and so sweet that I feel good about this new apartment, even though I don't have a drying rack. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I guess I've been talking to a lot of strangers lately. Like I said, that's like something I got away from last year when I was here. And I didn't like it because I felt less like myself. And so I was at the sauna or I was at the gym in the sauna the other day and there's two guys speaking English in the sauna and I like, I look Finnish. So I just kind of sit there and pretend I'm Finnish and like obviously don't join the conversation because you don't talk to strangers. And I'm listening to this older Finnish dude talk to a guy who's obviously not Finnish and like kind of giving him Finnish lessons. And they were talking about meet the men and meet the Kulu, da, 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 you know, like real basic shit, shit that I already knew. <laughs> but then they got to talking about like business stuff or like if you're at the store at the butcher and you want to ask for how, how much is something and that I didn't know. And so I learned Mitamaxa. Mitamaxa, I think, right? Yeah. So anyway, then we get back into the locker room and I forget, I think I was, our lockers were right next to each other. So we're getting undressed and they kind of mentioned something to me. The Finnish guy said something to me in Finnish. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak Finnish. I was just eavesdropping on your Finnish lesson though. And I go, I, I learned me to Maxa. Thank you. And so he kind of chuckled at that. And when we had the generic, where are you from? Why are you here? Conversation went through that. And somehow it came up that I spoke Portuguese and he goes, Oh, you can speak with him. He's Brazilian. And so me and this other guy who was getting his Finnish lesson had a little Portuguese conversation and that felt good because man, I, I like learning new languages is something I really want to do. There's a YouTube account called Laoshu 
this black dude who speaks like 50 languages. He passed away like a year ago, but I went back this last week and watched a few of his videos and it's just so fun. He's so good at Asian languages and Asian people are like really, really appreciative when you speak their language. So it was just, it was fun to practice. Now I have like a new friend that I met and can kind of speak with every now and then. And, but the, the one thing I've noticed here in Finland is in the locker room, while most old men don't ever want to talk and have a conversation in real life, fully clothed, in the locker room, dudes will have full-on 25-minute conversations with their dick and balls out. Like, I don't get what, maybe it's like the clothing is like this weird shield that they feel they need to get rid of in order to have a true conversation. Because I know in the sauna, add a couple beers, conversation starts flowing. But I'm just always shocked when I'm in the gym and I see just two old dudes standing there butt naked with their fucking towel over their shoulder having a full-on conversation where I'll go into the sauna for 15, 20 minutes, come back, they're in the exact same place still having that damn conversation. If you go to the U.S., do not expect that to happen. You might have to have the bullshit small talk conversation with the old guy outside, but that dude will never talk to you with his dick exposed. I've realized I, I should maybe just do stand-up comedy in Finland or just maybe in general. All, uh, I think maybe I'll try it at some point. I just followed this random guy on TikTok that's like Iranian or Iraqi that lives in Finland and does stand-up comedy. And he does a lot of like, in Finland and the difference jokes. And I don't think he's that great, but uh, or maybe he is good, but I think I could do better. So maybe that's my future. That would be fucking wild. Stand-up comedy in Finland. Um, speaking of the gym. Speaking of the gym. I have a gym rant. I haven't had one in a long time. But this one needs to be said, I think. I, I believe I'm speaking on behalf of everyone else in the gym. I have no problem with like gym couples, you know, it, it, that wouldn't be my thing. If I was a couple, I wouldn't like want to go to the gym with my girl and do every set like right next to her and fucking make out and grab her ass while I'm at the gym. I just wouldn't, that's not how I view the gym. I'd probably be going there to get a little bit of time apart. So I, I truly have no problem with gym couples, even though when they're making out and hugging in between sets. It is a little weird. I can still accept it and be okay with it. The thing I can't deal with and happened to me this last time I was at the gym was I'm on the squat rack doing my squats and there's a girl doing pull-ups right next to me, part of a gym couple. And this girl had cakes and was wearing some really short shorts that like, hey, do your thing, girl. I'm trying my best not to look 
One, to respect you. Two, to respect the fact that your boyfriend's right there. It's tough. I'll admit it. It's a hard thing not to look at. Also, because I'm doing squats and you're like in my vision. I'm, but I'm really, really trying. But then she's doing pull-ups and the boyfriend, when she gets to a set, you know, a number that she can't, and she was fit. She could do like seven or eight, probably more than me. When she got to a number that she couldn't do, her boyfriend then would get behind her and had obviously been watching too much TikTok or something, because I've only seen this ever happen on TikTok, fully grab her cheeks and push her up that way by her ass. It's like, there's a few ways to go about this. You could either get a band and use a band. You can do what everyone has always ever done while spotting chin-ups or pull-ups and grab their feet and help them lift up. Or if you want to get touchy-feely, you can push shoulders. Again, do your thing. But now I have to sit there and pretend I'm not seeing this. Because I I don't want to be creepy. Like I feel like I'm looking at some shit I shouldn't be looking at, even though it's happening literally right in front of my face. Knowingly. So uh, I think can we can we just come to a conclusion and an agreement that gym couples, you're cool and it's all good, and I'm with you. We just don't do the uh, cheek press chin-up assist anymore, please. Thank you. Alrighty. I'm talked out for today. That's all I got. Two episodes, three hours for you in one week. Probably going to turn you off from ever listening to me again. So until next time, peace and much love. Holla.